Welcome to the Mental Health Hour. Uh, tonight is episode 96. Mm-hmm. Fastly approaching the great 100. Um, that will be uh, tentatively broadcast on July 12th, I think it was. Yeah, um, that'll be the 100th episode. And we're just going to have fun for that episode. We're oh, yeah. going to look back at some old episodes or old clips and talk about the show just hang out kind of just celebrate yeah, definitely gonna be one to watch Gemma, you've got some stuff in the works don't you oh yeah yeah definitely don't want to miss it There's, it's gonna be a laugh that's for sure so tonight we will be getting into dissociative disorders um this is kind of um it's not new but it's um, in particular, it's it's it, it's a broad uh, category or or um, realm of uh, disorders that all clump into dissociative disorders, and we'll get into each of them. Uh, most probably, the most prominent one is dissociative identity disorder, which was formerly known as multiple personalities disorder. Mm-hmm. Let's begin with what is dissociation? Um, do you know anything of the sort, Gemma? Um, I know after some of the traumas that I'd had with the rape and things, I was diagnosed with having it just completely dissociating from the world basically yeah um i described it as like switching off from reality exactly the best way to describe it just being somewhere else in your own world yeah off on another spectrum off on another planet if you will um i have to wonder if that's a better place to be sometimes (laughs) well and that's probably why our our brains you know, go into that mode is to escape the stress or the trauma. And yeah. as a matter of fact, that's what it's all about. Uh, Self-preservation, really. Dissociation is you, uh, your body's natural response mm-hmm. uh, to trauma, stress, anxiety, depression, the like. So all of the stuff that we get into really on the show uh kind of a natural response from the body is to dissociate um and and pull away from the bad if you will um nail driver says sounds like kind of of a reset yes uh essentially um your brain's resetting itself i guess that's a good way to look at it um, Uncle Rick, like me, currently camping. I'm escaped from the everyday, pure relaxation. Yes, uh, bliss. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're completely ensconced in your camping and completely absorbed in it and not uh, aware of anything else, essentially uh, mm. your own presence, really, even. So dissociation. We're going to get into some slides, of course, and I do have, we don't normally show this many videos, but 
this one I felt really could use it. Um, so there's from our friends over at Psych2Go as, as well. We have another video. Um, little five-minute thing, but it really helps. And we'll probably start with that uh, just to get a basis of knowledge before we get into conversation. Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of the video, uh, they included a little three-question quiz to see if you have any of the symptoms. So you can play along with that. But as it says right on the video, it's not a diagnostic tool. Um, it's just merely to become aware. <clears throat> yeah, you used as an aid to go and seek further advice if you feel that you need it and you meet the criteria that was stated in the video. Absolutely. But dissociation, uh, I mentioned probably the more prominent of the types of dissociative disorders would be dissociative identification disorder. It's a mouthful. Dissociation is a word that doesn't roll off the tongue for me very well to begin with and then add in all the other pre, uh, what's the other, um, there's amnesia, dissociative amnesia, there's dissociative uh, fugue, and there's um, regeneralization or something like that. But we'll get into that. Um, so dissociation as a whole, though, is your body's or your, your brain's response of pulling away from reality. Essentially, like, it has also been described, I believe, as like out of body. Um, not that you're looking down on yourself, but just that you're not, you're not in your surroundings. You're not there. Um, you can dissociate. It's normal for uh, everybody to have dissociative episodes. Mm -hmm. um, just because you can relate with a dissociative episode, um, that's completely normal. It doesn't mean that you have a dissociative disorder. Um, things such as uh, being you know, absorbed in a book, really absorbed in a book or a movie, and not aware of your surroundings, what's happening around you, that's an example of a dissociative episode. Um, another good one is when you drive like a familiar route of travel, like back and forth to work, and you yeah. can, you you get there and you're like, I don't even also remember. Yeah. yeah, no recollection of the drive over. That's a dissociative episode. Mm -hmm. um, so let's look at dissociative disorders, which is now we're going to get into where it can become uh, more of a mental health concern rather than just an everyday part of life. We'll start with the Psych2Go video, um, just get a quick basic, a quick rundown, and then we'll get into some slides and stuff. Enjoy. Ever wondered if you might have a dissociative disorder? If so, take this quiz and watch for more info. Before we get started, we made this quiz to help you out. Choose whichever answer closely relates to you. Number one, do you experience frequent gaps in your memory? A, yes, all the time. B, yes, sometimes. C, once in a while. Or D, no, not frequently. Number two, do your surroundings seem at times two-dimensional? A, yes, it happens a lot. B, sometimes. 
C, no. Or D, no, what are you talking about? Number three, do you feel detached from yourself? A, yes, it's like I'm watching myself. B, sometimes. C, not really. Or D, never. If you answered A to most of them, there is some chance that you may be experiencing a dissociative disorder. In everyday language, many use the word dissociate, sometimes as a passing comment and occasionally as a joke. However, dissociation can point to unresolved trauma. Dissociating is more than zoning out. It's a coping mechanism against trauma. And in the long run, it affects your thoughts, emotional state, memories, and even your sense of identity. Although it is a helpful coping mechanism, frequent dissociative events make life difficult as they're disruptive to everyday life. So what are some types of dissociation? There are three types, dissociative identity disorder, dissociative amnesia, and depersonalization or derealization disorder. While each type has different symptoms, they share various traits, such as feeling detached. Detachment is a key sign of a dissociative disorder. You feel detached from others, your surroundings, and yourself. It's an easily recognizable trait for those who experience depersonalization or derealization. However, it takes self-awareness to realize that you are feeling distant from yourself. Take some time to check in and reconnect if you feel a bit removed from yourself. Another sign is a blurred sense of identity. Along with a feeling of detachment, you can also experience a sense of blurred identity, which may feel like you've distanced yourself from your core values or like you don't recognize yourself. If you feel this way, do things that will help bolster your sense of self. Explore some things that you may have stopped doing. Do things authentically. And always reach out to a therapist if you need help. Next sign is memory gaps. A common sign of dissociation is having memory gaps. Memory gaps are not due to external factors or medications, but occur without any easily recognizable trigger. Noticing memory gaps is difficult because you're unaware you missed anything. Hence, it's usually a worrisome sign to see. A great way to become more aware of potential memory gaps is by journaling. Keep a journal of everything you plan to do that day or week. The next sign is an inability to cope with stress. Dissociation is a response to stressful situations. A clear way to recognize dissociation early is by measuring your stress tolerance. If you notice that stress affects you more than usual, your brain may resort to dissociation to cope. Clear signs of an inability to cope with stress include irritability, hypersensitivity, and persistent fatigue. If you are overwhelmed with stress, take a step back and do less. It's easy to get overwhelmed by pressing tasks, but sometimes in order to do more, it's best to start small. If doing less does not seem like an option, do something that helps you release stress, like exercising, dancing, or painting. The fifth sign on this list is unreal surroundings. Another characteristic of dissociation is a sense of unrealness. Surroundings can feel like props on a set or a part of a 2D painting. This symptom is typical in cases of derealization. Derealization is a type of dissociative disorder itself, but the symptoms of derealization can also persist in other types of dissociative disorders. To be classified as a symptom of dissociative disorder, the unrealness of your surroundings must not be caused by external factors. If you notice frequent moments of derealization, reach out to a therapist for help and guidance. Dissociative disorders can also be comorbid or 
occur at the same time as other mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, and PTSD. If you notice any of the signs discussed in this video and want help, reach out to a therapist who can guide you through cognitive behavioral therapy or talk therapy and offer an open and safe space for you to talk. Have you experienced any of these symptoms? Let us know in the comments and share this video with others who might benefit. The references and studies used are listed in the description below. Until next time, friends, take care and thanks for watching. All right. So a good little overview of everything. I felt uh, I felt it was important to show that video particularly because it, it covered all of, well, not all of them. There's, there's more to, those are the big ones. Um, so they, there's a quick overview of it. And now we can kind of get into some talk and uh, slides and see where that takes us. Um, Cause normally when we deal on this show, when we deal with a topic that's so broad or, or has a lot of components to it, we don't really scratch the surface uh, or we'll get one tracked on, on one of the particular things um, and like just not forget about the others, but we don't give them as much love. But that's why we make two-part series and three-parters and four-parters. So there's at least a little overview. Gemma, do you have anything from the video? Um, no, I think you've covered most of it, but you've gone for a walk, so maybe I should talk. <laughs> Um, I definitely had dissociating uh, episodes after some of the traumas and it's when you're doing it and can't control it, like I would go for a walk, put my music on and completely dissociate from everything around me to the point where it became dangerous. So, yeah, definitely if you recognize any of those things mm -hmm. and it's happening frequently get some uh, help because if you leave it too long it can become an issue right um and as with anything uh exercise and journaling here it is again mm. that, that should just be the the sub motif of the show what do you think oh yeah definitely journaling can help as well if you need to go to a doctor or a therapist to be able to take it with you. And I mean, I'm not sh saying show it to them or anything, but it can help you recap some of the things you've been through because when you start dissociating, you're not forced to remember it after a little while. So it can help you recap and go through the things that you've been through. Um, keeping records of things that have happened, stuff like that. So yeah, that I've often kind of referred to it as your playbook. Uh, yeah. um, you know, you go back and review game tape or film before you play a big match, right? Mm -hmm. so you go back into your journal and see how far you've come, uh, what you've accomplished, what has might maybe tripped you up and how you've handled it. Is mm -hmm. that, you know, all of these, there's many different things you can, you know, journal and log and get into. Um, and then you can go back and review. Uh, so once again, we are highly um, we're big supporters of, of journaling. Um, and I'm, as I've said before, I'm the pen and paper. Mm. Uh, 
I like to actually sit with my thoughts and write them down physically instead of, <clears throat> but I mean, to each his own. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking uh, the new AI technology or even, you know, logging yeah. stuff into an app. Um, yeah, that's what I do. I used to do it on a, I used to do it in books. I've still got lots of books. And for Thomas's first year, I used to journal everything more for like to look back on but to also put in his memory box things like that but as my hands and things have become more with the arthritis I find it easier to do it on an app and sometimes all I want to do is just put a couple of things if I'm that feeling that meh, that I just put a couple of things and that's enough and then sometimes I want to type loads of details and whatever works because it's not something that's ever going to get marked or looked at by anyone else unless you choose to do that so uh, just do whatever feels right for you. That's right. Sound advice, as always. Um, we will move forward. Uh, and if anybody has any questions on the video or any questions um, on the upcoming slides during the presentation of them and uh, subsequent discussion, please feel free to drop them in the comments. Good evening, Joker. Good to see you. Um, we love uh, trying to answer on the fly, especially when we're doing a topic that I'm not as familiar with. I mean, mm. sure, I could relate immediately with the driving and losing, you know, or not losing consciousness, but uh, not remembering the, the, the yeah. drive that's happened. You just went autopilot, don't you? And it just, you just go with it. Yeah, it becomes second nature especially on a drive that you've done um over and over again uh kind of like the the car knows the way at that point the autopilot is perfect um so uh yeah just pop any questions in the chat we'll try and get a get an answer on the fly if we aren't sure we'll get back to you with it um mm-hmm. as mentioned all of the slides and the videos. I have to put the videos. The videos won't upload into the the Discord, um, but I can put the links, and it'll take you to the exact video page. And that's a perfect way for those listeners on Spotify or any of the podcasting platforms. You can hear the content from the video, but um, obviously you can't see it. If you want to go watch it and and see it, that will also be on the Discord now. Um, so let's take a look at some slides. We'll start off basic. We'll start off with what is it, uh, as we always do, and we'll move through them to hopefully get to some kind of ideas of treatment. Gemma, if you are ready, please. Yeah. I wonder how many words you've picked out that I can't say tonight. You know, I I didn't even really look too much. I haven't looked again. It's just, okay, let's go with it. So dissociative disorders. Uh, Dissociative disorders are mental illnesses that involve disruptions or breakdowns of memory, consciousness, awareness, identity, and or perception. When one or more of these functions is disrupted, symptoms can result. These symptoms can interfere with a person's general functioning, including social and work activities and relationships. The dissociative disorders we will look at include dissociative amnesia, dissociative fuge, 
and dissociative identity disorder. Nearly got me there. So there's a word, fugue. Not a whole lot of people that, I mean, I, I, I know what it is because, I, and I can't remember, I learned it at a young age. Fugue hmm. is essentially, um, it's like a, where you, you, somebody wanders off and winds up in another city, isn't it? You know, like they could possibly wind up in another city and have no idea how they got there or why they're there. They just went into a fugue state. Um, you see it, I guess, with um, patients with Alzheimer's can, can kind of wander off and um, forget why. But th there's an obvious reason from their diagnosed amnesia or uh, amnesia, Alzheimer's um, for dementia. But it does happen to somebody without that diagnosis as well sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what triggers it. Possibly, I guess, just like we're, we're going over here, just the, the body's way of dealing with stress. Um, but that's an extreme case to wander off and wind up in, in a, a town over. Um, and I've actually done that. I have actually done that. I used to put my headphones in and walk, and I would end up. I I had no idea how I got there. Um, that's what I was saying about earlier. Like when you do stuff like that, because that can be dangerous. Because I, I don't know whether I'd stopped and looked for traffic or anything. No idea. So, well, uh, if and you... it's, and Craig says mental fogginess. Uh, it's 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 more extreme than that. It's mental block, really. Um, there's zero like recollection of, down of everything. Yeah, like, zero. Like you, you could be missing out on three days. Mm -hmm. I have no clue. Um, so that's that's essentially what fugue is. Let's move on to uh, the types real quick. Mm -hmm. So we went over it, or we saw it in the video, but here, here it is on um, one of the slides so we can go over real quick. So, yeah, we've got the uh, types here. So there's dissociative amnesia, and it says it's a condition where a person is unable to remember essential details from their past. This disorder occurs when a person blocks out certain information, usually associated with stressful or traumatic events, leading them unable to remember important personal information. Depersonalization, derealization disorder. It consists of recurrent feelings of being detached from one's body or mental process, usually with a feeling of being an outside observer in one's life or being detached from one's surroundings. The disorder is often triggered by severe stress. Dissociative fuge. People with, uh, with this disorder temporarily lose their sense of personal identity and impulsively wander or travel away from their homes or places of work. Their condition develops due to excessive psychological trauma or other mental conditions. The, the, uh, the sufferer may experience memory loss and forget information related to their personal history and individuality. And then dissociative identity disorder. Um, people with dissociative identity disorder have two or more separate personalities. These identities control a person's behavior at different times. 
the ID can cause gaps in memory or other problems. It is usually the result of sexual or physical abuse during childhood. Perfect. So there's Fugue. Uh, I'm actually glad it was that that's way better than how I tried to explain it, but essentially mm -hmm. the same. Um, wander or travel away from uh, their homes. So like it's more than I guess the way I made it sound, it could it, it probably sounded like they just wander off on on foot. There's people that just get into cars and roll out mm -hmm. and they're just out there. Now that their their body's going through the motions, I mean, obviously there's a part of the brain still functioning for uh, controlling a vehicle, watching traffic, mm -hmm. stopping at stoplights. I mean, they're not out there blindfolded driving or anything. Um, they get to their destinations safely. Uh, they just don't recall it. There's mm -hmm. that part of the brain has shut down. There, there's no right. memory recall. Yeah, yep, yeah. I can uh, definitely relate there. Um, and then dissociative identity disorder, uh, that being the formerly known as multiple personalities disorder, um, often uh, misconstrued as schizophrenia. Um, there mm. are. Um, I guess some similarities and, and schizophrenia and multiple personalities kind of almost went hand in hand. Um, it, it's for, for a while, but now that it's taken on its own identity as a dissociative disorder, they've gotten it away from schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is more in the psychosis type. Uh, mm. things. This is a dissociative. Um, there was actually a, a slide that I came across and I didn't put it on uh, the show today, but it was uh, looking at uh, dissociative identity disorder versus schizophrenia. I'll mm. find that and I'll put it up on the Discord with these slides if you're interested in checking that out. Um, please feel free to exclamation point Discord in the chat and you can get your invite link. We should probably make sure that invite link is still good. Um, I checked it a couple of weeks ago and it was. Okay. They're supposed to be, but sometimes they malfunction or whatever. Um, but yeah. you do have to go in and hit a special button to make it a forever link. Um, so there's the four types again. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. Mm. I mean, it's not overly complex, I hope. Um, I felt like those were some good definitions and and a good look at the four types and again i keep saying the four types there is a lot more to it there's more um, subcategories and um, other diagnoses that fall under dissociative disorders these are the four main players though the big ones mm -hmm. if you will um, so let's look at the next one which is symptoms uh, yeah, so common symptoms of dissociative disorders. So memory loss or amnesia of certain time periods, events, people and personal information. Mental health problems such as depression, anxiety and suicidal thoughts and behaviours. 
significant stress or problems in your relationships, work, or other, other important areas of your life. A perception of the people and things around you as, diso- as distorted and unreal. A sense of being detached from yourself and your emotions. A blurred sense of identity and an inability to cope well with emotional or professional stress. So, all pretty much looking at at it, a, a couple of uh, things that pop out, or what we've already essentially covered with um, dealing with stress and um, anxiety and such. Uh, let's go on. We'll come back to this one because I want to get into some symptom stuff more. And, but let's look at this one first. Yeah. Okay. So what is dissociative disorder? Dissociative disorders are mental disorders that involve experiencing a disconnection and lack of continuity between thoughts, memories, surroundings, actions, and identity. So symptoms are impaired sense of self, loss of memory, emotional numbness, out-of-body experiences and difficulty concentrating. The types, dissociative amnesia, so a condition where a person is unable to remember essential details from their past. Depersonalization, derealization disorder. It is a dissociative disorder that can cause a person to disconnect from reality. Dissociative feud, and and in this, people won't have any memory of their past or about themselves personally. And dissociative identity disorder, people with DID have two or more separate identities. Causes, so traumatic experiences, genetics, excessive stress, uh, sexual and emotional abuse. Treatment, so psychotherapy, Talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, hypnosis, eye movement desensitization, nearly, and reprocessing, medication such as antidepressants or antipsychotic drugs, self help strategies, so talking to trusted friends openly about issues or problems, seeking professional help and joining support groups. And then coping, so mindfulness, by increasing understanding of dissociative process, mindfulness can help anticipate and manage dissociation. Healthy eating habits, it's important to eat nutritious food and avoid junk food, alcohol, nicotine in order to recover faster. Exercise, regular physical activity can also help a person deal with and alleviate symptoms of D, uh, of DD, dissociative disorder. Adequate sleep, getting enough sleep can help to overcome stress, anxiety, and overthinking. And socializing with friends and family is also important for developing a healthy mindset and being grounded with your reality. Thank you, Gemma. That was a, a big one, a lot to cover there. Uh, And I probably, in hindsight, should have cut it up to make it a little bit more eyeball friendly. Um, But a lot of good information on this slide. This one is from uh, courtesy of Mind Journal. 
uh, a very good site if you're into um, researching any of the topics we discuss or, or you just like further information. Very well mined. I love um, mm. the obviously the Psych to Go um, YouTube, and they have a website as well, um, and then Mind Journal as well. And then um, we'll make mention of mind.co.uk. Uh, that is also, we, we did um, the episode with Vegan Doe, um, and she was doing the walk for Mind. Um, that's their website. They have a lot of very good information, all free. Um, just get on there and take a, take a look. And that should be more UK-based, I believe. Um, so... Looking at, uh, I wanted to go over a few things. Um, the treatments, and we'll get more into treatment, um, but the one that you had a little trouble pronouncing there, um, where is it? Uh, D, or, uh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That's AKA or shortened down is EMDR. You may mm. have heard of EMDR. Um, that is the uh, the light processor or that moves back and forth and you watch with your eyeballs as you're, um, as you're being um, counseled or, or therapized, therapized uh, with your, with a, with a preferably a trauma clinician, somebody in the um, field of trauma processing uh, will, will, if, if you qualify for it, um, they'll, it, it digs deeper into you and, and watching that light, or sometimes it's, um, like a, a vibration device in each palm that yeah, I that. Back and forth yeah. while you're talking to your therapist or the, the trauma clinician, uh, mm -hmm. they, uh, will, that somehow opens up the brain and they're able to dig out more. Yeah, I had that for um, trying to recall memories, and he was he was doing it to me while I had um, in the room. He made me lay out a physical timeline of events, so I had to go stand at certain parts of the room whilst I had these in my hand, and he would keep altering how strong the vibrations were, and I had to go stand on certain parts of in certain parts of the room, which were at that time my timeline. And it did actually help me bring back some of the memories because I have got a significant loss of, like, parts of my life from years ago due to trauma. It's as though my brain has just completely shut that memory out of there. And there's a good few years that I have no recollection of whatsoever. And I wanted to try and regain that so that I was in control of when it came back and what I did with it, and it's trying to get it back and piece it together. It's difficult, but it does work if you persevere with it. Yes, um, and a lot of uh, folks that I know, when I was down at the rehab center, um, getting myself together and off of alcohol, I did a lot of trauma processing. Um, I didn't qualify I mean, I probably did qualify, but I didn't, uh, I wasn't a priority, I guess. And they only had one EMDR certified clinician on campus. And this was during times of COVID. 
so it wasn't um, like they could bring people in and out um, willy nilly. Mm. <clears throat> so the folks, I, I wasn't on the the high side of the list to to get EMDR, but um, the folks that did do it, they came out feeling like woozy, some of them, and um, but they said they they all said it was just a, a great experience because they. They were talking about shit they didn't even have any idea tied into. I mean, it was it's nuts to kind of see. You can do a little research on it if you want. Um, just type in EMDR, all caps, and a whole bunch of information will come up for you on Google. Um, and where you can find it in your area, people that offer it. Uh, but they'll start you with uh, just regular therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. or trauma processing and see if you're a candidate for the EMDR because I don't believe at least here uh, I don't believe they offer it to everybody yeah it's private here as well um, I definitely went through many many other forms of therapy before I had it and even then it was private so yeah um, it's good but you have to meet certain criteria i think or have loads of money (laughs) yeah it's great for the obviously the ptsd folks um, Mm -hmm. folks suffering from ptsd um, military vets firefighters um, and even you know non-uniformed employees uh, just civilians suffer from ptsd as well Mm -hmm. Uh, and they don't often get a diagnosis Uh, so that there that's something to look into as well um to get into uh let's continue on forward or hold on let me pull this back um uh there was something else mindfulness um that's it to me it sounds like the exact opposite of dissociation uh being present being in the moment we've done a mindfulness episode we got to do another one um it's just that that damn important um, mindfulness to our mental health, uh, practicing mindfulness in your daily life, practicing, um, um, shit, we just did an episode on it. What the hell was it? Not mindfulness. Um, but mindfulness was the root of it. What? Jeez. Let me go back here and, uh, take a look. That wasn't, oh, grounding techniques. Duh. <laughs> Grounding techniques, practicing your grounding techniques, practicing mindfulness, um, and practice or being aware of cognitive distortions. We've done an episode on that as well. That's another one I want to get back into because that's a part of this CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is in the treatment section here. Um, uh, therapy. Uh, often they'll do what's called cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectic behavior therapy. These are also things that we've covered on the show. We did an episode on CBT. Um, That is something that needs to be done with a trained professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it, it is, it's not anything like invasive or intense. It's just, um, therapy it's its own branch of therapy we'll get back into cognitive behavioral therapy i think we have two episodes on it actually so far yeah. but one of 
is all about cognitive distortions. And if you're aware of your cognitive distortions, because we all are, are guilty of them, that's if you remember fortune telling um, and, and, and um, oh, there's a whole list of them uh, jumping uh, to conclusions. Just mm. because this happened doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Or, you know, if you're fortune telling, you're, you're just thinking to yourself, there's no way my numbers hit or on the lottery or I mean, that's a piss poor example. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm definitely not going to get that promotion at the office. Uh, I'm definitely not. Well, why? Why are you jumping to conclusions? Why are you trying to tell the future? Um, you just don't know. And those are called cognitive distortions. Anyway, um, I do want to do another episode on that because they're important as well to go over. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and pull this one up. Kind of a what is again. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to flip that around. Oh, okay. this, one, this one, by the way, I was all about the multiple personality disorder. I wanted to throw something in about this one alone, um, just because yeah. it's probably the most well-known. Yeah. Okay. So what is dissociative identity disorder, uh, referred to as DID, multiple personality disorder. So a psychobiological response to traumas suffered in a specific time window in early childhood a disassociative disorder, and a complex post-traumatic stress syndrome. And then how does DID develop? An important step in childhood development, the forming of a central integrated consciousness is impeded or prevented by a chronic trauma. The child uses radical denial and split, uh, splitting to cope with the traumas. Imagining that the trauma happened to someone else, the child's fantasy capabilities and imagination give the different personality states their individual characteristics. Extremely inconsistent and contradictory behaviour by attachment figures and their denial of the traumas suffered by the child additionally foster the disassociative coping strategy. Excellent. So, disassociative uh, identity disorder, multiple personalities, um, just its own, got its own category now. Oh, and Demi, Demi, good to see you. I didn't see you sneak in. Uh, thanks for stopping in. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And uh, Michaela, of course, uh, you're allowed to talk about mental health in chat. Um, you can go ahead and uh, Join our Discord as well, Michaela, if you want. And uh, as Ray put in there, and, and Hattie's been promoting as well. Um, and there's all kinds of, all everybody in here, uh, usually everybody in here is over in our community on Discord as well. And mm -hmm. it's all it's all mental health all the time over there. So feel free to jump in. Yeah, uh, lots of help and support, things, uh, resources, all sorts of things that are in there. So, yeah, definitely worth a join. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of the Discord, let me throw up real quick. Uh, Friday, June 23rd. I don't want to forget this as I did last week, so I'll just do it now. Uh, the community check-in uh, on Discord. Um, there's a Thank QR you. code there. You can scan it right off of your computer screen or um it's it's up on our socials as well um that that has the 
invite link to the Discord. Join the Discord. Uh, and then come hang out with us June 23rd at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that'll be 10 o'clock Gemma time in the in the eve, 10 p.m. Um, yeah, I have my own time zone. Did you know? <laughs> it, it, what it is on Discord is it's kind of uh, akin to a Zoom call. Uh, mm -hmm. So you, can, you, you have the option to be on camera just like this. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can um, you can go off cam like this and just be talking. Um, you don't like I am right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Be off camera, but we can still hear you. Um, or you can just mute everything, hang out in the room with us, just listen, and uh, and uh, join in if you feel. Uh, you don't have to talk. You don't have to. But if you want to come hang out, feel free. We'll be there. Friday, June 23rd at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 10 p.m. Gemma Time. And we'll, we go for about 45 minutes. Um, we, we're blocking it to, or we try to block it off 45 minutes to an hour, no more, because Gemma is, is uh, fastly approaching bedtime at that hour. Um, yep. <laughs> and um, when it's not uh, a live stream, when it's just a hangout, we can easily go three, four hours in. So uh, the la the first one we did, I was at work. I got called into work, actually. So um, I could have been called away on it. Or I was called away on an ambulance call. at the at, But I was there for a good majority of it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I wanted to throw that in there because I forgot to last week. Uh, but join us in the Discord. Okay. Now, back uh, to... The dissociate, the multiple personality. Um, everybody's probably heard of this. Everybody's probably confused it as schizophrenia. Um, it's just another. Um, it's you got to have more than one personality, uh, mm -hmm. I believe, um, to even count, right, Gemma? I, yeah, I yeah, know. yeah, and uh, it has to be consistent for ever so long which is why there's so many conditions, not just to do with dissociative disorders, but so many conditions of all types that have like overlaps of symptoms and things, which is why we always say, if you can relate to any of this, see a professional to get the diagnosis, because getting a wrong diagnosis can cause more harm than good. So it always pays to get it from a proper therapist. So that you know what you've got and can go on to get the best treatment for that. That's one hundred percent absolutely true, um, and you can all with a general care physician or a general mm -hmm. practitioner, but get a referral to a psychiatrist or psychologist mm -hmm. for anything um, brain related or, or mental health, essentially, um, especially if they're going to be prescribing meds. Uh, just talking to a psychiatrist uh, who can prescribe medication. Not a psychologist cannot, but a psychiatrist is a prescribing doctor. They they are a doctor uh, and can prescribe medicine. Why you know they're the best ones to talk to about that because they their whole focus is in that field. Whereas a general practitioner or general care physician 
is a jack of all trades. I mean, they 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 see everybody from the sniffles to a broken thumb to you know back problems, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, Demi says it's hard in the UK to get an appointment uh, NHS. Gemma, uh, yeah, very much been- at the moment. Yeah, but. Honestly, if you are wanting some assistance with getting that, I would highly recommend getting a, an advocate. There are many of them about free, and you can also um, contact uh, PALS as well, which is UK-related, and they can help chase up any appointments, and you can go to your GP and ask for it to be expedited, which, again, will push to get it if you've been waiting for so long, but message me if you need any of that sending in text um i can if you give me your area i can send you an advocate local to yourself to get in touch with right and michaela asks is it the same time frame to develop cptsd and did uh that i'm not 100 percent sure i know cp cptsd is complex post-traumatic stress disorder um that is exactly what we covered in the episode with beta ashley uh, so I don't remember what number that was, Michaela, but if you go on to the, actually I have it right here, the YouTube channel, um, there is an episode called, uh, CP- CPTSD, um, it's actually called PTSD to a look at CPTSD with it, Ashley, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, she goes over, she is diagnosed with that. She goes over everything. I don't have that, so I'm not 100% spun up on CPTSD. I think it's to do with the amount of events that occur over a certain period of time because you can say, for example, six months and only have a couple of incidents, whereas if you you could have three or four within a month or two, so it's just a case of how many incidents it is and how many of the symptoms you've got, not necessarily the time frame, but how much of the criteria you meet and how many incidents you have within that criteria. Um, If you do want to join the Discord, I can send you some more about that if you want. Um, Just drop a message in the Discord and I'll send it to you. Indeed. And Hattie, thank you very much. There's there's the episode there um, with a link to the broadcast we did with Veda Ashley on CPTSD. She has it, and um, it was a great conversation. So uh, give that a a like, a follow, a share, if you will. Um, Shameless plugging. And and yes, like Gemma said, please join our Discord. uh, We can get get more information um, distributed that way as well. Um, So... Uh, let's look at this last slide before we have to close up shop for the evening. Um, treatments. What do we what do we do with it um, with dissociative disorder? Uh, right. So treatment. Uh, so a safe environment. Doctors will try to get the person to feel safe and relaxed. This triggers memory recall in some people with dissociative disorders. Psychiatric drugs such as barbiturates. Oh. Hypnosis may help to recover repressed memories 
although this is a form of treatment for dissociative disorders, is considered controversial. Psychotherapy, also known as talk therapy or counselling, which is usually needed for the long term. Examples include cognitive therapy and psychoanalysis. Stress management, stress can trigger symptoms. And then treatment for the other disorders. Typically, a person with dissociative disorder may have other mental health problems, such as depression or anxiety. Treatment may include antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications to try and improve the symptoms of dissociative disorder. Right. Um, that's something I failed to mention earlier. Uh, it was in my notes and I just didn't, I just scanned over it, I guess, but uh, pretty important to mention. Uh, we've gone over co-occurring disorders before. Um, like depression and anxiety usually are co-occurring disorders. Well, uh, dissociative disorders are often co-occurring with depression or anxiety um, because they are obviously big triggers for it. Um, so uh, treat one of those, you might get a handle on the other, uh, which being the dissociation. Um, as always, there's uh, psychiatric medication available that has to be prescribed by uh, a doctor. Um, hypnosis for those of you that are um, willing to try that. I gave it a try. Uh, I think I've talked about it before on the show. Uh, I tried hypnosis for uh, the or uh, just to add on to being sober. Um, mm -hmm. I did alcohol. Uh, hypnosis. Uh, just an extra tool in the toolbox, right? Uh, I don't, I haven't drank, so I can't say it didn't work, right? Um, yeah. And then um, obviously talk therapy is, should be done with any, whatever level of treatment you're getting, you should have somewhere in there talk therapy with a psychologist or a, a counselor, um, a clinician. Stress management is uh, kind of the nuts and bolts, though, because if stress is the biggest trigger for this or, or one of the big triggers for it, if we can manage our stress, then it shouldn't trigger it, right? It's something so um, obvious, but then so difficult to do as well. Right. And often uh, we, we are finding a lot that is just like that, uh, like kind of a smack in the face. Like, why didn't I think of that? Uh, one of my favorites was lateral processing. I learned about that. Uh, if you, if you're angry, uh, you, there's, there's a emotions wheel, right? Um, with mm -hmm. six major emotions, joy, anger, fear, you know, and if you want to take care of your anger, you have to laterally process, uh, to joy, which is right across the, do something joyful, do something that makes you feel joy or makes you happy inside. And that'll take alleviate your anger. It's shit simple and no duh, but do we think about it, or or do we practice it? You know, like, oh yeah, <laughs> that kind of that, that makes sense. Um, so that's a look at some treatments, uh, some treatment options. Um, if you uh, obviously, as with any episode that we do, if you're feeling uh, like this sounds 
up your alley. This sounds like something you might, uh, you know, recognize or um, feel like you might want to learn more about it or dive in more, maybe get seen for. We always recommend um, following up with a doctor. Gemma and I are not professionals. We are just two people that struggle with or struggled and still do struggle with their mental health. And I want to get out here and just chat about it and uh, make it more normal um, to try and hear from others how they cope. Because that's what it's all about. Uh, how do you deal with your shit? So I know how to deal with mine or maybe that doesn't work for me, but it was still a good chat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what also that's what the Discord's all about. So come on in, join the Discord. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Jim in Chicago Land. That's at Jim in Chicago Land on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Jim in Chicago Land. Uh, give him a follow. Wednesday nights is Catalyst Night here on Twitch. That's at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, give or take. It's not it's not a hard 11. It's it's 10:30 sometimes, it's 11:30 sometimes. But it's 11. So come on in and uh join the broadcast as he sits fireside or by a candle. It all started with a citronella candle. Uh if I remember correctly. Um and you know, share some campfire stories. Come in, chat. Very low key. Very good for the mental health. Uh, very good unwind or midweek unwind stream. Also, uh, whoopsies. Let me not skip over our good buddy, Ray. Ray, I missed your stream last night. I saw you were going live, but I was at work yesterday. Um, but I always try and catch any kind of replays that I can because I'm not so much into regular television uh, anymore. It's just... There's nothing on ever. I I usually find myself watching Twitch uh, replays or five. So Ray of Sunshine on Twitch. Uh, He's in chat. Click on him. Give him a follow, please. Gemma, uh, my co-host, has her own channel, twitch.tv slash jemmyh83. What are you doing over there these days, Gemma? Uh, we're going to be doing some more cooking soon. I've been saying it for the last few days, but it's going to happen. Um, but then there is going to be a cooking train. I think it's the last or the second last Saturday of the month. I can't remember the date. Um, but yeah, crafts, cooking, just general fooling around, anything. Right on. And she also has other socials as well. I. Just realize your bio link's not on there. I'll add that into the command so that mm-hmm. it goes up as well. Because she has a YouTube channel. Um, and then, of course, all the, the socials, Instagram and, and such. Um, so you can give Gemma a follow. Um, and then Eric, who has joined us this evening. Uh, let's not forget our good buddy, Eric, who was on the show. He is live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time for some video game play and uh, chat. So give him a follow. He's a good dude. Um, and he's also over on the Discord as well. Uh, and then finally, as always, don't forget about our bunny friend, Ella. Ella the bunny mom. Uh, I saw her on this morning at a ridiculous hour when I got home from work. 
and I almost popped on, but I was just exhausted. So I uh, tried to catch an hour or two of sleep. Um, join her uh, late nights here on Twitch as well at Twitch at Twitch TV slash Ella the Bunny Mom. Late night, and I mean late night streams um, for the ukulele and singing, and of course her famous sidekick, Puppy Cat the Bunny. Uh, Ella is all about bunny rescue, and you can visit her website, mybunnyvalentine.com, with an online store for her merchandise. Um, I have a bunch of it around here. Penelope has seem, seemingly uh, taken everything. I don't have anything on my desk to show. Uh, yep. Loves all the, those bunny rabbits. It um, starts with the bunnies, then it gets to the money. Trust me. Yeah. And there's also stickers. There's um, apparel. Um, all kinds of good stuff on there. Electronics. Use the Fire Dude 15 promo code uh, as it's written there in the command. And save 15% off of your purchase. And that's to help support Ella, our good friend, and a former guest on the show. Of course, our links are tmhhonline.com and bio.link slash tmhh for everything Mental Health Hour. If you like the show, if you like the content, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, on Spotify, or wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching the replay, please consider sharing us out to anybody you might think benefit from us or from our show, our podcast here. Um, help us grow. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a share. That's all we can ask. Um, yep. That's the biggest thing that you guys do for us that are here week in and week out is uh, share us out, like our stuff, subscribe. Um, and it doesn't have to be monetarily. If you, if you do monetarily um, donate, it all comes back to the show in the end. We put it back into uh, this, this lovely broadcast um, like StreamYard uh, and Canva, which we use quite a bit for like the intro videos and all the promo promotional stuff. Um, but uh, we don't ask for any money. We just like talking. We like chatting. We like hanging out every Wednesday night. So just uh, subscribe to our channels as in like it and mm -hmm. share it out, please. Uh, that's all we can ask again. Next week, uh, I forget what we are discussing. It is on. I can pull it I will up. tell you in a quick second because I had it a minute ago. Well, if I press the right buttons, I did. Seriously. Um, we have it here. So next week, impulse control. Impulse control. That's right. This is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. It's something that yours truly struggles oh, yeah. with. Um, Amazon. Midnight. Huge part of me being an addict um, or, or alcoholic addict, um, impulse control. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's next week. We'll see everybody back here next Wednesday, same time, same place, 6 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Gemma time. And we'll real quick, there's that form online if you are interested in calling oh, yeah. into the broadcast that is now on the bio link. Um, fill in the form, state which episodes you're interested in, rough idea about what you want to talk about, and we will get in touch.
Yes. Um, that's something new that we're going to be bringing to the show. Every once in a while, we'll do a um, show where we have call-ins. Um, you can call in and just talk about what the topic is at hand, um, and we can interact with you more that way if you want to. Of course, you can just hang out in chat as well. Um, but that all involves catching us live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. just mm -hmm. for the recording of the podcast. And, of course, then I go back and edit it down. That's all we got. We'll see everybody back here next week. Thanks for joining us tonight. And thanks to all the subs, bits, and shares. We appreciate it very much. Bye now. Thank you.